Before I start, I'd like to honor the man of God. God bless you, sir, for giving your the podium. Um, I pray that the Lord will continually grant you grace to lead the shepherd, uh, the flock that the Lord has handed into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name. I also honor the men of God. God bless you, the leadership of the church. God bless you. I pray that the Lord will continually grant you grace and wisdom to do what you need to do in the name of Jesus. And by the special grace of Almighty God, I have been asked to minister on the topic, the name upon which we are called. The name upon which we are called. The name upon which we are called. So the first thing we need to understand is what's in a name? What's in a name? Because before you can move on, you have to really understand what a name typifies, what it represents. And so I'm, I'm probably going to rush through, because I know we are limited for time, qualities of what a name represents. The first thing is, a name reveals the intrinsic nature of an entity. That is what that thing or entity typifies, what it represents. A name reveals that intrinsic nature. For example, if I were to say fish, the first thing that comes to your mind is a creature living in water. In other words, fishes live in water. You get that? So when you think of the name fish, you, rem you just think of water, a water creature. So it reveals the intrinsic nature of a thing. The second thing is it reveals the operations, how that thing operates. How that thing operates. For example, if I were to mention the word dog, the first thing you think of is, or it depends, the first thing I would think of is barking. Right? If you were to mention the word dog to a police officer, the first thing the police officer would think of is someone who, something that can patrol, that can sniff. The is this, shows the activities of a thing. The third is this, it reveals the purpose of the entity. For example, if I were to mention the word phone, the first thing you think of is communication because it reveals purpose. Or if I should mention the word car, transportation reveals purpose. Now the fourth is that it can represent an entity. In other words, the name of a thing can stand in its place. 
Now, if I mention the word dog, no one here thinks of the three letters. You think of an animal. You see the picture of the animal. Right? Or if I mention cat, you don't see three letter words. You see the picture of an animal. And for some people, they see allergies. <laughs> you, you, you see what that thing represents. Right? You see what that thing represents. Now, Another attribute, another quality is that a name of an entity can be possessed. It's a possession. It would amaze you that not all entities that, that someone should possess as his own is his own. I'll give you an example. I know of a company that wanted to start, start up. They had a name. Then a wise guy who knew that that company wanted to start up went and bought all the uh, domain names with that company's name so that that company would not have access to it. And when that company wanted to, be, to, to get a domain address, they had to go to that guy that had... <laughs> The name was supposed to be for that company, but someone totally different from that company possessed that name, owned that name. So that name, a name can be a possession, something you own, something you own. And of course, a name can be a location, a location. For example, if I should mention the word, White House. The first thing you think of is a symbol of authority of the United States. A name. What's in a name? What's in a name? What's in the name? Mentioned nature, operation, purpose, representation, possession, location. Nature, operation, purpose, representation, possession, and location. Now, there's another dimension to these qualities. And what is that dimension? Relationship. For some here, if I were to mention the word dog, because they have had pets, they're not just thinking about a dog barking, but they are thinking about the times they spent with that dog. The relationship they had with that dog. The behavior that dog had. That's another dimension. Another dimension. So relationship colors. Colors. What we perceive to be the nature of a thing. What you perceive to be the operation. What you perceive to be the purpose. What you perceive as the representation. What you perceive as the possession. At the location. Relationship. Relationship. Relationship determines the qualities behind a name. Behind the name. However, to have a relationship with a person or with an entity 
It means that there must be an intimate knowledge. An intimate knowledge. Relationship implies a depth of knowledge. A depth of knowledge. Without knowledge, without knowledge, there is no relationship. Without knowledge, there is no relationship. If I never had contact with my brother, there is no way we can have a relationship. At least I know his name. And I know a few things about him. No. I know a few things about him. Knowledge is essential for relationship. And knowledge is what colors what we understand about the attributes of a name or a thing. The name upon which we are called. Jesus is Lord. Let us look at the name upon which we are called, Jesus. Let us look at that name. That name. What is the meaning of that name? Now, if you were to look into a Hebrew lexicon and all that stuff, they, they will tell you that the name of Jesus basically means God is salvation. God is salvation. And when you think about the purpose, the purpose of that name, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 tells us when the angel was talking to Joseph, that the reason why he was going to be given that name, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, is that he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. So you see that if in the Bible, most of the times when you have people giving names, they are giving names based on purpose. Either they are giving names based on purpose, or they are giving names because of circumstance. They are giving, either they are giving names because of purpose or they are giving names based on circumstance. For example, when uh, who we eventually call Benjamin was given birth to, his mother first named him Benoni, son of sorrow. His father, Jacob, looked and said, no, you are not going to be given that name. Your name shall be son of my right hand, Benjamin. And any of us that, I mean, when you study the scriptures, you find out that anytime the Israelites wanted to go to war, they always wanted the, the tribe of Benjamin because they had might. They were men of stature. The father of that house turned things around by changing the name. Purpose. Purpose. When you think of Moses, his name was called, I drew him out of the water. And he was used to draw the Israelites out of the waters of tribulation. When you think of Moses, when you think of Elijah, Elijah whose name is God, he is God. Right? Yahweh is God. Jehovah is God. Elijah. That was the same chance that they made. Immediately fire came down from heaven and burnt the sacrifice. Because that was his name, that was his purpose. You can go through scriptures. It's either they are named out of circumstance or they are named out of purpose. 
circumstance, purpose. But the name that which we were called by is a name that was given out of purpose. For he shall save them from their sins. Anyone who's been, who's, who's been saved from his sins, just praise him and give him all the glory. So an intimate knowledge of the person behind the name is needed to have a full understanding of the nature, the operation, the purpose, what that name represents, how to understand that that name has been given as a possession and that that name is a location. But you have to know the person behind the name because it is the person behind the name that gives that name its value. The person behind the name gives the name its value. So who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is he? Who is he? John chapter 14 verse 9. John chapter 14 verse 9. John 14 verse 9 says this. He's talking to Philip here. Jesus said to him, Philip is saying, show us the father. Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Jesus is the face of the father. Seeing him shows you who the father is. Shows you the true nature of the father. So when you mention that name, you're not just mentioning a person's name without authority, but a person who reveals the nature of the one who is in inapproachable light, the mighty God. He is the face of the Father. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, it says that he is the image of the invisible God. That image of the invisible God. In Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image. He became the fulfillment of that prophecy. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead. He is no longer the only begotten, but the firstborn from the dead. What that means for you is that you have been born from the dead. You are his brother. You have that authority. He has given you that name to use as a possession because you are his brother. Born from the dead. Born from the dead. Life-giving spirit. Life-giving spirit. You see, it says that the first Adam, the first Adam was only a living soul. A living soul. So he couldn't have been that image of the invisible God. He was a living soul. But the second Adam was a life-giving spirit. Life-giving spirit. You see, first born from the dead, the resurrection and the life. He is the reason for all things. 
John chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. When you hear in the beginning was the word. The logos. It tells you that. He was the reason. The word logos means reason. He is the reason for all things that we see. Why? Nothing that was made was made without him. He is the reason. We, all things were made for his pleasure. He is the reason for all things. And his name shall be praised forever because he lives on the throne of eternity and gives all that he has to us that we might function in his life. He is life. He is light. If you want life, that is who he is. And he is the response of God's love for man. The response for God's love for you and for me. He is the response. When God said, I love man, I love my brothers, I love these creatures of mine, I love them. What can I do to show my love? Jesus was that response. So when you are going through anything, recognize that God loved us so much that his response was to give himself in a man that there might be a death. And through that death, through that sowing of a seed in the ground, that there would be a race of new human beings. A race of new human beings. That is who is Jesus. Now, why did he come? John 3, verse 17. To save the world from sin. And not to condemn the world. John 3.17 For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. He came for salvation, not to condemn. So I'm going to ask you to do something. Poke your neighbor. Please don't condemn me. I might not meet up to your standards. Please don't condemn me. I might not look as good as you'd like me to look. Please don't condemn me. I might not be smiling at you right now. Please don't condemn me. He did not come to condemn. Have you noticed that every time Jesus went around preaching, hardly do you, did you ever notice him preaching for sin, about sin? Have you noticed because it would have been somehow, for example, it would have been 
like, let's say, um, okay, let me use something I know I'm not good at. I'm very good at uh, university-level biology. University-level biology. And then I go meet uh, someone like Daniel's age mate. You know, someone young. I start saying, look at you. Don't you know you, you, you don't know anything about, what, what can I say is university-level biology? Uh, anatomy, uh, circulate, uh, circul circulation, uh, you know, uh, uh, do, okay, do, do you know what a leukocyte is? Uh, yeah. Do you know what a leukocyte is? Do you know what a uh, erythrocyte is? Am I right? Am I getting it right? <laughs> eh? And then I'm asking him those questions. I know he doesn't have the capacity. I know he doesn't have the capacity to understand it. And then I'm, I'm now telling him all those things. Jesus knew. He knew. Man did not have the capacity to overcome sin. He knew he was the solution. So why would he now start saying... He came that we all might enjoy salvation. And he knew that the time will come when that price would be paid. He knew he was the price. Amen. Amen. He came to save the world from sin. We have been saved from sin. Now, okay. Two. He came to reveal the nature of the Father. John 5 verse 19. John 5 verse 19. He came to reveal the nature of the Father. It says, so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. In other words, everything he did was what he saw his Father doing. He revealed that nature. He revealed who the father was through every act. They are coming to kill him. Brother Peter, bro, slices the ear of Brother Marcus. Jesus says, what's going on? He picks it up. He plugs the ear back. We don't do such in our kingdom. This is not the works of the father. This is not our nature. The sons of thunder go to a town. Uh, Jesus, I know you are too merciful. You are too kind. But please, this one that this town is rejecting you, let, them show, let us show them that power past power. Let us burn this place down. We know, we know Elijah, Elijah did it. You have taught us how to do it. We will call fire down. And we will destroy the whole city. Jesus said, what's wrong with you guys? Do you not know the spirit of which you are? Do you not know who we are revealing here? He came to reveal the nature of the Father. He came to give abundant life. Abundant life. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. Thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. That's a triple threat. Steal, after you, are, you don't have anything. 
He kills. Killing is not enough. <laughs> and destroy. But then Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And have it in excess, in surplus. That's why he said, ask till your joy is what? Full. Full. Abundant life. Now, he came to fulfill the law and not abolish it. To fulfill the law and not abolish it. Let's open to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. He came to free us from the law. He came to free us, free us from the law. Verse 2, it says, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The Bible says that the letter of the law killeth, but the spirit gives life, gives life, gives life. You see something? It is until you gain freedom, until you gain freedom from the law, will you know what it means for grace, for truth, the capacity to walk, being energized by the spirit of the living God, that it is no longer about you or the works of the flesh, where the spirit of God is enabling you to do his will in a capacity that you never understood. It is better experienced than preached. He came that we all might be free. That it would be him in us. Him in us. Him in us. Him in us. No longer us, for we are dead. We have died. We have died. It is no longer us that lives, but Christ that lives in us. And the life that we live, we live by faith in the one who gave himself for us. No longer I, but Christ. Shout out aloud, no longer I, but Christ. No longer I, but Christ. No longer I, but Christ. I promise you, if you hold on to the law, you, if you hold on to the law, you will become a Pharisee. I promise you. I promise, no, 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 it's, no, I promise you. Uh, Master, look at them. Look at them. They're not, they're not keeping the Sabbath. Can you imagine people went to meet him because... <laughs> The one who is the Sabbath, who is our rest. They went to meet him and said, ah, look at your disciples. They are going to pluck corn from the field. You did not know that he's the Sabbath. The guy, he, he went and he healed someone. He healed someone. And then they said, how can you be healing? How can you be performing miracles on the Sabbath? In other words, how can God be walking through you <laughs> on the Sabbath? The one who instituted the day of rest was setting someone, a captive free. And then they were complaining that he was walking on the Sabbath. To set us free from the law. So if you notice, we are doing the who and the whys. Now we are in the where. Where is Jesus? Now, this is very short. I'm not going to hold your time. Where is he? Where is he? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. 
at the right hand of the Father. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. At the right hand of God. Number two, he is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Know you not that you have been bought with a price. Your bodies are no longer your own, but it is the temple of the living God. Whose temple you are. He is in us. Thirdly, he is our covering. Our covering. In him we live, in him we breathe, in him we have our being. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Also, the book of Galatians says that we should put on the new man. Created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. We put him on. He is our clothing. He is our clothing. It covers us. So what does this mean to you and I? What does this mean? It means that his name, his name, the name of Jesus, it represents power, authority, and Jesus himself. He is the person behind that name. So when you think of the nature, when you think of the oppression, when you think of, of the, all the attributes of Christ, you think about the person behind it. So when I mention, when you mention that name, Jesus, you see someone crowned with authority. You see someone filled with light. You see someone who has come to give abundant life. You see someone who has been raised from the dead. You see someone who gives life abundantly. A relationship. A relationship. A relationship. The important thing is this. If, you, if, if we open... To Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the mention of the name, at the mention, did you see mention there? You saw mentioned there. Mentioned is in your book. Ah. So that at the... You see mentioned there. Mentioned is in your own Bible. Ah. So that at the name... At the name... At the name... You don't have to mention it. At the name. Because the name represents him. All that has to be seen is that name. All that has to be known is that name. You don't have to say it at the, at the name of Jesus. Don't you know that you have inscribed upon your body the name of Jesus? When you appear, Jesus appears. Don't you know you are in him, Jesus appears. He is in you, Jesus appears. When you appear, Jesus appears. And at that name, at that name that is inscribed on your body, every name must bow. The name of Christ. At the name of Christ. Why do you think Acts chapter 19, sons of Sceva, when some few boys wanted to cast the devil out and then they went there in the name 
of Jesus that Paul preaches come out? And what was the response? Paul, I know. <laughs> Jesus, I know. But where did you come from? <laughs> I don't see the resemblance. I don't see Jesus. It is at the name. Why do you think that there was a time when Peter was walking through? He didn't have to say, in the name of Jesus. He was just walking through a city. They laid them down, the sick down. And all he was doing was passing and his shadow was touching them. What? His, his, the name of Jesus was touching them. Because he carried that name. He lived in that name. He lived, he lived, he resided in that name. That is the name by which we are called. You see, there are, there are, you want to know the truth. There are no special men of God. We all, we all, we all, we all, you and I, you, you want to know the funny thing. When, he, when the Bible says that he was the firstborn from the dead. You see, when you sow an orange uh, seed in the ground, when you sow an orange, the expectation, the expectation is that you will not see an apple. <laughs> the expectation is that you will not see uh, banana. The expectation is that you will not see tangerine. <laughs> the expectation is that you will see oranges of different sizes. The seed represents the same quality of your expectation. Jesus, the seed, what he brought forth, the same quality is what you and I are. You have to understand that and you have to get it in your spirit so that the name would have its full power and authority in your life. We are the same quality of children of the Father. The same quality of children. That is why he died. That is why he died. That is why he gave himself up. That is why he said, I will go so that we all may be restored to you. I will go so that we all may be called sons and daughters of the Father. We are sons and daughters having the same priority, the same authority, the same life. The Lord has given, he has given us, each and every one of us, everything Everything we need for what? Life and godliness. Life and godliness. His name is our great possession. Our great possession. Peter, John, walking through the beautiful gate. What happens? They see a man on the ground. We don't have silver and gold. That is not what he gave us. Those are not the riches he has given us. Not silver and gold. But the riches he has given us. The name. The name. The name. The name. In the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Not riches. Not gold. He gave us a name. A name. You have a name. You have a name. The name of Jesus. It is yours. It is mine. It is yours. It is mine. His name represents the face of the Father. It 
represents that strong tower that is our hiding place. His name is our great possession. Please, I'd like us to stand up. His name, his name. He has given us that name. He has given us that name. He has blessed us with that name. Just start to give thanks to God. You don't need fresh, 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 fresh more anointing. He has given you everything. He has blessed us with everything.